in the previous episode, we talked about the origin of tulips and how they became a luxurious item in Dutch Republic. We also talked about the Semper Augustus, the most expensive, most rare species of tulips of all time, which was the result of virus infection. Today, we will talk about the development of tulip trading and how it slowly became a bubble. The trading of tulips was originally done through conventional reselling, where growers sell their tulips to customers directly. Then, the first change happened. In 1630s, tulip traders formed a system of colleges, something similar with a guild or a union, across main towns in the Dutch Republic. Each college consists of a small group of traders. These traders would meet at a specific inn, usually two to three times in a week, in the evening. Here, they would present their tulip bulbs to other traders and wait for the buyers to make a bid. Outsiders were allowed to join the trade, but only through an introduction. Buyers were then required to pay approximately 2.5% of the sale, or up to three guilders as wine money. Wine money was generally spent on food, tobacco, wine, and other luxury goods in the evening. Now, one problem with the tulip trading was that merchants could not sell as many bulbs as they want. You see, tulips don't grow fast. You can't harvest them every autumn. A seed would normally take 7 to 12 years to bloom for the first time. Until they bloom, you could never be sure of how the tulip is going to look like. It resulted in very low amount of supply in the tulip trading market, despite an increasing popularity and demand. Therefore, the second change happened. Traders started to circulate a new type of contract, which is the futures contract. Now, what is a future contract? A future is a contract where the buyer purchases a product, then seller delivers it at a later time once it is ready. In the case of tulip trades, you are buying the tulip bulb, but you don't take possession of the bulb yet until it flowers. The contract says the owner of the contract is the owner of the tulip, which means you can sell this contract to anyone at any time before the tulip flowers. You might be asking, why should I buy the future contract since I don't even know how the tulip is going to look like? Generally, you could buy the future contract at a lower price in exchange for the higher risk of not getting the tulip that you want. As a seller, you sold the tulip early at lower price to ensure your profit, albeit earning less, thus reducing your risk. This is the first future contract ever created in human history. Earlier, tulip traders will only trade tulips when they bloom. Now, with a piece of paper, you can trade tulips anytime saving the waiting time for it to bloom. After the introduction of future contracts, tulip trading had become a lot easier. People were now trading papers stating the ownership of the bulb instead of the bulb itself. Because of how easy it is to simply trade a piece of paper, tulip prices rose even further. Some even fluctuates vigorously. Taking a rare species called Gouda, for example, its price in December 1634 was 1.5 guilders. It then went up to 2 guilders in a few weeks. In November 1636, the price went up to 7 guilders, 
but dropped sharply to 1.5 guilders within a month, then rose sharply to 11 guilders in December, dropped again to 5.5 guilders in two weeks, then rose again to 14 guilders in January 1637. Now, a lot of people have seen how insane profits in tulip trading were being made. Therefore, more and more people jump on the bandwagon. This is the third phase of tulip mania, where people were buying tulips in the hopes of selling them at a higher price later, without actually owning tulips. People were not interested in tulips anymore. They were only interested in profits from tulip trade. Previously, a tulip trader would look into the quality and species of the bulb before deciding to buy or sell them. Now, people would buy a large number of bulbs regardless of their quality in order to maximize their profit. To go even further, future contracts that stated the person who owns the contract owns one particular tulip bulb has been turned into owning 10 bulbs or even 20 bulbs, again regardless of their quality. With people who have very little understanding to tulips buying these contracts and were being told that the price of tulips can only go up, you may have already guessed what will happen next. The price of tulips skyrocketed by the end of 1636, a few months before it finally collapsed. In a nutshell, average prices of a high-quality tulip grew by tenfold in three months. The medium-quality ones grew by 24, while the common species grew by the jaw-dropping 25 times in just 3 months. At this point of time, as many of you may have guessed, tulip mania must come to an end. As tulip prices skyrocket, some traders begin doubting. Are tulips really worth that much? More than 10 years of my salary? Will the price eventually stop rising? Or it will start to drop soon? Maybe I should sell it now before the price goes down? In our final episode, we will talk about the most anticipating part of the story, how the crash happened. Stay tuned for the next episode.